You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast where we remind you that you were created to make an impact, whether it's on one person or 1,000, God wants to partner with you to do good work. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin, the self-proclaimed purpose pusher, and I am passionate about three things, God, goals, and growth. See, God is the center of everything I do, whether it's through this podcast, my workshops, my books, the Nancy Ruffin Success Academy, my speaking engagements, whether I'm at home with my family or at work in my professional career. I truly believe that my purpose is to bring women closer to God in whatever role I'm in and that I have been created to build God's kingdom through my work. And that really excites me because I believe that we all have been created to build God's kingdom on earth through our work, through our gifts, through our talents, through the things that we're passionate about. And so for me, this podcast is just another platform or another vehicle or mechanism that I get to share God's word and what he has done in my own life through the things that I love and the things that I'm passionate about. And my hope is that in listening to the podcast, you will start to see in your own life how God has created you specifically to fulfill his vision for your life here on earth. Now, this is the first episode of 2023. So I would be remiss if I did not wish you a happy new year. I hope that so far the year has started off great for you. And if it started off slow, that's okay. The good news is that we still have 11 more months to figure it out. And for me, I'm really so excited for all God will do in our lives this year. Like I truly believe that this is going to be your best year yet. And mine too. Like I've already created my vision board for this year and I chose my words of intention for this year. Um, you know, and if you're not familiar with words of intention, um, these are words, well, for me, every year I choose three words to help guide me throughout my year and to help keep me focused on my goals. So last year, my words were ease, love, and abundance. And the reason why choosing a word or three words, you know, um, to guide your year is important um, because when we find ourselves in the midst of the work, Sometimes we can get confused, we can get distracted, we can find ourselves veering off track 
and having these three words, at least for me, they serve as a reminder of what I said I wanted throughout the year. So when I look at last year, when I look at the words ease, love, and abundance, that was exactly what my year was filled with because that was what I said I wanted for 2022. So when I would find myself in situations that were not easy, that were stressful, um, it brought me back and it allowed me to look at the situation and say, well, if this is stressing me out, why am I continuing to go down this path of stress, of anxiety, when I said that I wanted ease this year? And so the word ease would help bring me back and it would help refocus me and it would help me and it gave me permission to release my desire to control certain outcomes when they were not easy, when they were stressing me out. So it really um, kind of pulled me back and said, girl, you said you wanted one thing, but you keep pushing for something else that is giving you the total opposite of what you said you wanted. And so when I was able to bring myself into the present and to remind myself of what I said I wanted, it was easy for me to let go of the thing that was stressing me out. You know, and last year, it was, it was absolutely filled with ease, love, and abundance because I was intentional about making sure that the experiences that I had in my life were aligned with those three words. Um, last, I think it was August, me and my family traveled out of the country for the first time since the pandemic. Um, and it was really nice. We went on a family cruise with 18 members of my family. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you saw some of, you know, you saw some of that. And it was nice because I was able to go with family members that I don't see often, a family that lives in Florida. Um, and it's just, you know, family that I don't get to spend enough time with, you know. And if COVID taught us anything is that our moments are precious, you know, we think that we have all the time in the world and honestly, we don't, right? All we have is this moment. And so I'm really learning to make the best of each moment and to spend my time doing things that I love, that bring me joy, that bring me peace, and also spending my time with people that I love and that bring me joy and that add to my happiness, you know, and I got to zip line over the Atlantic Ocean, which I never thought I would do. Uh, I would tell you that it was terrifying. And had it not been that I climbed the, the I don't know, the, not a mountain, it wasn't a mountain, but that we climbed the, to the spot where we had to zip line. Had I not done that with my youngest daughter, um, I wouldn't have done it. And we couldn't turn back. So the only way that we could do was to zip line across. Um, and because she was terrified, I had to, um, you know, just calm her down. But it was super scary. But once I did it, I was happy that I challenged myself and that I was able to get past the fear. And not just my own fear, but my daughter's fear. That I was able to um, help her, you know, see that sometimes things might be scary, but they're only scary because we've never done them before. And that once we do it, once we step into it and we take that first step, 
that it absolutely becomes easier and that even in the midst of it, we can find joy and exhilaration um, and just pride in ourselves for challenging ourselves to do something that we were afraid of. Uh, so it was an absolute blessing you know, to be on that cruise, to spend it with my family and my loved ones. Uh, and, and, you know, it's something that I encourage you to do. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to necessarily be a vacation, but that you spend time, that you carve out time to be with the people that you love so that you can create memories and so that you can challenge yourself, that you try something new, that you try something that scares the crap out of you. And that in that process, you might rediscover something new about yourself. Now for this year, I couldn't decide on just three words. Um, so I chose four because these four kept on circulating in my mind and it's my life and my year. So I figured, Hey, I can do what I want. So this year, the four words that I chose were invest, nurture, expand, and thrive. Now for me, they're really important because I feel like I'm in a different season in my life. And so this year I really want to invest not just in myself, but in others, right? And what does that look like, right? What what would I be able to reap in my life and in the life of others if I invested more, right? And investing in my health, investing in my personal development and my professional development, investing um, in things that are going to grow me spiritually and emotionally, right? And some of that's going to require monetary, financial investment. Um, other investments might require an investment of my time, you know? So for me, I'm really going to be intentional about investing in myself this year. Um, the second word that I chose, which was nurture, um, is like once I'm investing in myself, well, what does that look like? Like what, once we spend the money, right, to attend the workshop or to attend a conference, how am I going to take what I learned from that and apply it in my life so that it can grow me, right? There has to be a nurturing that happens. So I want to nurture myself. I want to nurture my family, my work, my business. And that's going to require a different part of me and a different commitment, right? And then I also want to expand, what does that look like for me? Well, it looks like expanding into new platforms, right? Expanding in, into new mindsets, into new ways of serving, new ways of being, new ways of doing, right? So I just want to expand um, in every area of my life. And then lastly, the hope is that if I'm investing in myself, if I'm nurturing myself, and if I'm expanding, then I will thrive, and ultimately, that is what I want um, for me, but it's also what I want for you. So if you have not chosen your word or words yet for this year, I encourage you to take some time, even after you listen to this podcast, um, to create um, and to think about what that, what that word or words will be for you so that you can really stay aligned and focused this year on the things that you say that you want for yourself. It's so important for us to take the time to connect with ourselves and ask ourselves, what do I want for 
and from my life. That's why vision boarding is such a huge part of what I do um, because it helps me to establish the vision. Proverbs 29, 18 tells us where there is no vision, the people will perish. And God has a vision for his kingdom. And he uses each one of us to fulfill that vision. And I think that sometimes we might get confused and we might get distracted, um, you know, getting a vision for our life, believing that it's like our vision, right? We, we want to be the ones that control it. Um, but I would challenge you to think about vision from God's perspective, right? That the vision being referred to is about receiving divine communication from God and what his vision for your life is. And whether it be from a dream, a revelation, or prophecy, God has ways of communicating his vision for our lives. See, when we have a dream, a vision, a desire, a goal, often that dream and desire was placed in our hearts by God. And we have a responsibility to bring that vision forth. You know, um, I've been preparing for the next uh, cohort of the Sisters in Faith Bible Study. Um, And in preparing for that, I have been reading the book of Genesis because we started in the last cohort, we started the book of Genesis. We read chapters one through 19. And so now for this cohort, we're going to continue because the book of Genesis is long. I think it's 50 chapters. So there's no way that we could read or 50 chapters within the 10 weeks of our cohort. So we've been breaking it up. Um, so I say all that to say that I've been reading the book of Genesis. Um, and in Genesis, we see that God had a vision for Abraham. In fact, he had a vision for all humanity that would manifest through Abraham's obedience. And if you turn to Genesis chapter 12, verse 13, we see where God makes his covenant with Abraham. Uh, The verse reads, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, that I will show you, right? He's already telling him, I'm going to give you the vision and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So he had a vision for Abraham, for his life, right? It wasn't Abraham that had the vision for his life. It was God who had the vision for Abraham's life. And he gave him the vision, right? So now that Abraham had the vision, now he had a duty, a responsibility to act on the vision that God had given him. And so as I was reading through 
Genesis chapter 21, I received so many revelations. Um, And because the book of Genesis is the book that we see God hold on to his promise, I wanted to talk this week about the times when God has given us a vision for our lives and maybe it hasn't come to pass in the time that we have wanted, right? We, we have prayers um, and they're not answered as quickly as we would like or we have the vision that God has given us for our life um, and for whatever reason, it's taking its time to manifest and in that process, we might lose hope, we might lose faith, um, but this week, as you listen to this podcast, the vision or the word that God has for me to give you is to never stop believing. God does not want you to ever stop believing in the promise and in the vision that he has given you for your life. And once we get back from this break, we're going to get into this word. We're going to get into the promise that God not only made Abraham, but that he has also made to you and to me and to all of us. And no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what challenges you're currently finding yourself in, no matter the obstacles, I want to remind you that God says, never stop believing. So when we come back, we're going to get into this week's message. I encourage you to get yourself a pen, a pad, so that you can take notes and that you can jot down whatever comes to mind as you're listening to this podcast. Because whatever is being stirred up in you is God's way of communicating with you. And you have to learn to start listening to your gut, to your intuition, because that is spirit. And that is God within you. So when we come back, we're going to get right into it. You are tuned in to the Woman of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Segment two, we're going to get right into this week's uh, topic because there's so much for us to dissect in the book of Genesis, in the story of Abraham and Sarah, um, and the chapter that I was reading that really sparked my desire to talk about this this week was Genesis chapter 21. Um, It was in that chapter that we see Sarah give birth to Isaac. Now, before this, we fast forward, I mean, we rewind a few chapters in Genesis 12 uh, verses 1 and 3. Um, This is where God promised Abraham that he would multiply his descendants as the stars in the sky. He would be their God and give them a specific piece of land forever. Yet even before that, God said he would bless Abraham and his descendants so that all the families of the earth would be blessed. Now, Abraham's blessings and promises extend to all the families of the earth. By faith, we as believers experience Abraham's blessing of being in the family of God, right? We believe by faith. That is what... uh, 
ties us to Jesus. Um, and it's what our whole faith, the foundation of our faith is built upon, right? So Sarah gives birth to Isaac, but before she even gave birth, you know, God kept telling Abraham, you're going to have a child from your own body. Even though Abraham and Sarah were both old, even though Sarah was way past the child bearing age, God had made this promise to them. It was the vision that he had for their lives, right? So in uh, chapter 21, Sarah finally gives birth to Isaac, even though um, in, I forget what chapter it is, but maybe a few chapters before, um, she's doubtful, right? And she encourages Abraham to go sleep with her maidservant, Hagar, and then Hagar has a son with Abraham, Ishmael. Um, but God tells Abraham, like, the blessing is not coming through Ishmael. The blessing is going to come through Isaac, right? And, but, and Abraham is faithful. Abraham believes what God is telling him. So the promise that God made to Abraham and Sarah comes true in Genesis 21. And for me, as I was reading this chapter, I was reminded that God's promises always come to pass, no matter how long it takes. Even when we try to intercede, even when we try to make things go our own way, God already has a vision for us. God already has the plan right? We have to trust and have faith that God's way is better than our way. And so Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. Now, Sarah begins to resent Abraham's other son with Hagar, right? Meanwhile, she was the one that told Abraham, yo, go sleep with her so that she can get pregnant. She can have, a, you know, she can give me a son. But now that she has Isaac, she begins to resent Hagar's son. And she tells Abraham to get rid of them. Now, this distresses Abraham because regardless, um, the boy is, is his son and he loves him. But God tells Abraham not to worry, to listen to Sarah, to get rid of Hagar and Ishmael because the blessing that God has promised him is going to come through Isaac. So Abraham um, does what he's told, right? Because God tells him not to worry about his other son, that he's also going to take care of Ishmael and that he is going to make him a great nation too. So for me, um, I guess for all of us, what we can learn from this chapter is that God proved he was faithful to keep even the most impossible sounding promise. Now, if we bring uh, that promise into today's culture, into today's context, um, and we think about individuals who are 99 years old, right? These are our grandparents, our great-grandparents, some of our great-grandparents 
are that old. So imagine, you know, your grandparent or your great grandparent giving birth to a baby. It, it seems ridiculous. It seems impossible because science, right, will tell us that there's no way that a woman can give birth when they're that old. There's so, all sorts of things that can happen, right, to not just the baby, um, but to the mom. Like, we know all of this. This is what science tells us. But God supersedes science. God supersedes logic. So the things that make no sense to us, the things that seem impossible for us, are possible for God. And so Abraham even though it seems really unlikely that he could father a child from his own body and that Sarah could give birth from her own body, he still remained faithful, right? And it was that faithfulness that is the foundation of our trust in God because we know that he will keep his promise that he will keep his promise to save us in Jesus Christ. The promises of God to make Abraham a great nation and to give him possession of the entire land begin to come true in Genesis chapter 21. Can you imagine God telling you, that you and your family would one day possess an entire country that is inhabited by giants, right? Because this was what God was telling Abraham back then, right? God was consistently telling Abraham that his descendants would possess the land. At the time, the land was called Canaan and it was inhabited by Canaanites. And it's important. this is important because the Canaanites... Um, were not God-fearing people. They didn't believe in God. And this is important as we continue to study the book of Genesis. And when we see that Isaac, um, where Abraham is trying to find a wife for Isaac, Abraham is really adamant that Isaac's wife is not a Canaanite woman because he needed Isaac's wife to be a woman of God so that the covenant, so that the promise, so that the blessing could be fulfilled through Isaac. And so imagine, right, God telling you that your family is going to possess a land one day, like a whole country. These are things, again, just like, you know, giving birth at 90 something years old seems impossible for us, but it's possible for God. And because Abraham was faithful and he was obedient from his obedience to God, we can learn to focus on the promises that God makes to us. Because Abraham never stopped believing God's promise. And so this is what I want to encourage you in this week. Never stop believing in the promise that God has given you. Never stop believing in the vision that God has given you because Abraham was made strong in his faith 
to father a child when he was childless, when science would have told him that it was virtually impossible to father a child from his own body. But because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. How are you glorifying God in your life, in your faith, in your belief? Right? I will ask you this, this question, it, and it's rhetoric because I'll give you the answer. But how did Abraham show his faith in God? Well, he showed his faith in God by deciding to trust him enough to leave his comfort zone. He left the land that he knew. When God gave him the vision and God told him to leave, God told him, leave your land, leave your people and go. Go to this strange place that I will tell you, that I will show you. Take Sarah and go. Abraham left. Abraham got up and he went. And so many of us, we are so attached to what we know. We are so attached to our comfort zone that even when God has given us the vision, we will not go because we are comfortable. But what would happen if you allowed yourself to leave your comfort zone? If you allowed yourself to trust where God wants to take you? If you allowed yourself to believe in the vision that God has given you? What would happen? How would your life change? How would you honor God? How would you glorify God? There are three lessons that we can learn from the story of Abraham, from his example. And the first one is live by faith, not control. We always want to control the outcomes. We always want to control the situation. We want to be able to see it. In order for us to believe it. But God tells us, believe it first and I will show you. Have faith in me and I will make it happen. Right? We got to live by faith and not by sight. The second lesson is understand that it's the journey. The journey that shapes us and not the outcome. The outcome is a blessing. The outcome is the bonus, right? But it's who we become in the journey that shapes us. Who are you becoming in this process? In the process of fulfilling the vision that God gave you, who are you becoming? And the third lesson is you got to focus on the promise, right? You don't focus on the obstacles, You don't focus on the challenge. You don't focus on the limitation. You don't focus on the lack or on the thing you don't have right now. You keep your eyes focused on the promise. If God said it, you have to believe it. Because God can make the impossible possible. Romans chapter 4 verse 16 tells us, For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world 
was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Right. And so what that tells us is that God made the promise to Abraham and to his descendants, who include you and me, that the promise would be fulfilled through his faith. And so the promise in your life, the vision for you is going to be fulfilled through your faith. And so the question I ask you now, and I want you to jot this down because when you have time, I want you to meditate on it. I want you to think about it. I want you to be honest with yourself in answering it. Does your faith inspire you to live beyond your comfort zone? Right? How strong is your faith? Because if your faith is shaky, if it's wishy-washy, you're going to stay in the comfort zone. But if you have a fierce faith, a relentless faith, then you won't be afraid to move past your comfort zone. Comfort zones can be difficult to leave because they provide safety and security. The fear of the unknown is real. However, by looking at Abram's life, we can learn a lot about what it truly means to walk by faith and not by sight. By his example, he shows us what kind of faith is necessary to live differently. See, faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise, right? God told him, don't take anything. Just take your wife and your family and go. And I will provide. And I will give you the vision. So Abraham left. He left with only the promise that God had given him. And without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, he had no clue. Imagine God tells you, just go. And you say, God, but where am I going? And God tells you, don't worry. I'm just, just go where just go. And I'm going to lead the way and I'm going to guide you. How many of us would go? How many of us would just leave everything behind? Our homes, our comfortable homes that we worked so hard for, all of the things that we have accumulated through our lives. If God told you today to leave all of that behind and go, would you go? But Abraham stepped out on faith. He stepped out on faith and that's why Abraham is known as the father of our faith. Abraham set the course of his life by faith, setting an example for us to follow. And I want to end with this scripture, and I want you to meditate on this scripture for the rest of the week. And I want it to, to, to guide you. Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he left, not knowing where he was going. So as this week's episode comes to a close, I'm going to leave you with these three reflection questions. When was the last time 
your faith put you in a situation where you were uncomfortable? Question two, how do you react when you're outside of your comfort zone? And number three, what insight have you gained from these two questions about your level of faith? Spend some time this week thinking about these questions. Go back and read Genesis chapter 21. What can Abraham's life teach you about your own life and about your own faith and about how you can start showing up in your life and trusting the vision that God has given you? That no matter how long it takes for you to achieve it, if you trust, if you have faith, and if you never stop believing, the vision that God has given you will come to pass. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Women of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, I encourage you to share it, post about it, leave us a comment, a rating, help us to grow this podcast so that so many others who need this word can receive it. Until next time, I want you to remember that you were created for more. Thanks for listening to the Women of Faith podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Women of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do and that you never forget that you were created for more.